it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And welcome to the midweek fix from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gavin. With me tonight, I have got Kev. Um, we're going to talk about Derby. We're going to talk about the League Cup. Um, our second last game before we break for this World Cup. And um, the other thing we're going to talk about as well is um, all this news regarding Liverpool, FSG, selling, not selling. What are they doing? Um, we'll try to break it down. The lads on a brilliant show last night, Chris P. Um, who else was on? Uh, Jonathan was on. and Phil uh, done a really good show on it last night. Yeah. Um, a few people have asked me what do we think of it, and I, you know, I said, well, I want to show tonight. We'll, we'll have a chat about it. Kev, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, quiet day yesterday, and then it all blew up about ten o'clock yesterday morning, and yeah. it was just non-stop after that. Yeah, it was just one thing after another. Nobody knew anything until ten o'clock in the morning. And then by one o'clock, everyone was a complete expert on everything. And by 10 o'clock last night, by 5 to 10 last night, everyone was at war with each other and normal service resumed. It's just a typical day in supporting Liverpool at the minute. It's, it's just a whirlwind, an absolute whirlwind of what's going on at the club at the minute. It is. Um, Garamax says, can you talk about everything being hilarious, Calf? Everything beating 4-1 in the League Cup tonight away to Bournemouth. They go away to Bournemouth in the Premier League at the weekend. And regardless of whatever result they get at the weekend, Frank Lampard, after the equivalent amount of games this season, will have less points than Rafa Benitez had at Everton at this time last season. So that there you go. Um, there's one for you. Um, don't forget we have a match tomorrow on Happy Belated Bertie, Kev, says Chris Brack. Oh, yeah. It was your birthday, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was my birthday. Was it, it was a big yeah. birthday as well. Yeah, it was a roundy birthday. Yeah, it was yeah. 50 yesterday. 50? 50, You're yeah. looking great for 50. Your hair's know, getting yeah. better. Your hair's no, getting better with that. And it's all mine. I don't know about the rest of you. I don't know about the fucking rest of you. I'm a well-rounded individual. Let's put it that way. I'm still a well-rounded individual. <laughs> uh, but that's got to change as well in the new year. 
Okay. Robbie says, quality of some fan channels coverage is shocking. From compiling lists of new players we are buying to a sudden flourishing of ITK. Poor. Um, well, we won't be giving you a list of players um, tonight, no. promise. And we will not be telling you we know what's going on. But we will give our opinion on what we think might be going on. And all we can do is speculate because, like Kev said, um, I was at a funeral yesterday. And when the funeral was finished, we went to the pub, as you do. And when I got into the pub, I sat down, the barman handed me a pint of Guinness, I looked down at the phone, and it was like, Liverpool up for sale, and I was like, what? And all in between that, I was trying to sort out my ticket for the match of the weekend, with that fucking NFC pass that you have to use, which is a nightmare. But um, look, there's a lot to break down in it, um, there's a lot to unpack in it, um, you can make arguments whatever way you want, really, on, on the information that you've got, so we, we'll give our opinions and, and we go from there. But yeah. Kev, I'll let you go first, because like you said, yesterday, um, David Ornstein, come out with this story, or the Athletic come out with this story, to say the Liverpool Football Club was up for sale. Um, they accompanied that article with a direct quote from FSG. And I'm going to go into it in a bit, but for me, I kind of, my first reaction, right, we go on first reaction, but my first reaction was, well, they're not really saying that in mental there, but like, you're still writing the article, so where is where are we going with this? What was your first reaction? Was your first reaction like, well, or were you, did you take a minute to read it and, and kind of get a bit of context behind it? I read the statement from FSG, and the first thing I thought, well, there's nothing new in this. The club has always been for sale for the right price, in the same way as every football club is a sale for sale at the right price. That's not news. But what was news really was they were adamant in the summer that the club wasn't for sale. You know, that we're here for the long haul. That was the direct quote you were getting out of the owners at the time. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing of that in the statement. It was almost very generic. And the timing really, you know, the two games before the mid-season break, if you like, where we've got five, six weeks off, you know, the World Cup off, we all thought, okay, we'll do these two games and then we can chill out for a while. There'll be nothing to talk about. Oh, it's anything but. And the more you unpacked it, the more that it that, that started to unfold through the day. And you see the mentioning of uh, Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley. These guys don't get involved in... Um, they don't get called in for bitty, you know, a percentage sale. I saw, because Phil raised it last night about the Washington Commanders, that they're going to be up, that about a week ago, the Bank of America, they employed Bank of America to come in and handle a sale for them. And Jeff Be Bezos has mentioned is as one of the preferred bidders. But those type of companies don't get involved unless it's complete sale. You know, because the fees that they charge are going to be big. So they handle big, huge commercial takeovers. The likes of the Twitter takeover would have been handled by a firm like this. This is going to be a multi-billion pound dollar um, sale transaction. And you're going to see an awful lot of noise over the next few weeks about people who are interested, more or less like a, a vanity project in ways that we want to be linked because we want to be seen as the big I am that I got something, but <laughs> that'll get flushed out very quickly in the same way as with Chelsea. I think Chelsea had something like 20 odd people who had, uh, were persons of interest in, in the sale. But when they've, 
were told, okay, come to with a proposal, a realistic proposal about how are you going to fund this, that list was whittled down really, really fast. And you're left with like two or three. Yeah. And it's going to be the same this time. You know, there'll be an awful lot of play- people globally linked with Liverpool, mainly because, look, Man City were a mid-table club before they were bought. Newcastle were a, a yo-yo club before they were bought, both with huge potential to grow. The, part, the thing I look at is, we don't. If FSG came in and grew the arse off Liverpool, took us to a stage where we're commercially one of the biggest clubs in world football, the stadium is done. The training centre is done. The commercial deals are done. They're in place. Nike deal is one of the biggest in the world. How much more growth in the club is there for an investor to, to look at it and say, okay, I can take this to the next level because there is no next, next level. We're at that top tier now of where money comes in. Where can it go from there? It's almost like, someone can come in and buy the club and maintain where it is as a commercial entity. and But I don't see how they make money off of it. How do, how do you get money back? I see it with Chelsea. Chelsea's sale was 4.25 billion. It wasn't. It was 2.25 billion pounds was the sale price for Chelsea with a promise to invest 2 billion over the next 10 years. That was the commitment that was that had And then, of course, you had the, the Abramovich money that had Yeah. Exactly. So when you factor all of that in, Chelsea and Stamford Bridge needs to be redeveloped. So that's more investment that has to happen as well at Chelsea. We don't have that. you know. So whoever comes in to take this off FSG are going to be paying top whack, but they don't have to go again you know, with infrastructure investment or anything like that. It's going to be the only thing they're going to have to invest in is the playing staff. And that's money that you're not really going to get a, re- a return from. You know, so I don't know what kind of investors we're going to get. That's the thing. This is the great unknown. Well, we, that's we look, for me is the biggest worry. Yeah, we, we're we going to look at, we're going to look at that in a bit. Um, uh, Chris Golden says, "Gav, do you shoulder any of the blame for the day trippers FSG stream?" Um, is that blame floating around? <laughs> uh, let let me know what you meant by that, and I'll let you know if I'm shouldering any of the blame. I don't know because we've done kind of two FSG shows in the last week. Yeah. Maybe maybe us doing an FSG show has triggered all this. I don't know what you mean, Chris. Or maybe you're seriously asking me to take blame for something. I'm not I'm not too sure. But Chris, if you can, uh, let me know. Um But for me, look I, I think about this most days now because it's just in your face all the time. Yeah. You know? And whether you whether you whether you like FSG or don't like FSG it's it's immaterial really you know the sort of way at the end of the day if this is going to happen it's going to happen whether you or me like it or yeah. don't like it I think I think they've been I think the um, I think they've been made out to be the bad guys because of what's going on around them by certain from certain factions you know or certain areas and what I mean by that is is that what they're doing with a football club is really really good right um, but what they're up against is nigh on impossible to keep up with. You don't get me wrong. FSG are, for me, the way they've taken the club from where they were to where they are, the trophies they've won, the people they've brought into the club. Like you said, someone comes in to buy this club, you don't have to worry about training ground. Um, 
they might look at developing Anfield a bit more, but it's very limited as to what you can do from here on in. And, you know, the, the, the revenues coming in and being pumped back in, it's, it's fair enough. Um, and you know what? It's kind of like, well, FSG aren't good enough because these people are over here cheating, right? Mm. And FSG, in fairness, I, and I've said it numerous times, if it continues the way it's continuing on, i.e. no protection against whatever you want to do financially, FSG might struggle. You know, because their model as it stands, if they aren't going to change it, is one where we can make X amount a year, we can pump it back in, but we'll still be miles off. You know, and I'm not saying we are now, but give it another five years and we'll be miles off where the clubs are, you know, making, and I put that in yeah. inverted commas, making, you know, the sort of way. Um, You know, and... Th- Maybe FSG have looked at it and went, listen, we can't. We, 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 There's no sign of being protected anywhere here. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, th- there's a great argument to turn around and go, listen, we are making that money and we're plowing it back in. But, you know, still at that, take away everything else anyone else is doing. We need, maybe on bad decisions that we've made over the, the playing squad over the last 18 months, fair enough, we need, to re- we need to put more money in. And if we'd have done it properly, we may have been able to, keep going on this but as I said before you need to be on it every single day you need to be making the right decision every single day for it to work and Liverpool as good as they are as a club haven't made the right decisions for me on the playing squad over the last 18 months and that's fine now when it comes to this they as I said they probably looked and went we can't we're not getting we're not going to get anything out of this Super League we're not going to get protected financially so air model Although we've brought it to a ridiculous level in, in revenues and what the club's worth and infrastructure and stuff, but we're right at our peak here. And all we yeah. can see is other clubs that are just plowing more money in, whatever way they feel like it. And we're not going to, we're never going to get any more. We're not going to be worth any more. And we probably can't sustain on this model over the next five years, right? So for me then yesterday, I read this thing. I read their statement. Now, the big thing about the statement was, Olivals always said not for sale, not for sale. And that was a big thing that was made. And I did see David Ornstein, I think it was a clip from TalkSport or something like that. And he was saying, oh, well, you know, they haven't said, um, they've said new, new investors or, or new this. They haven't said like more. And I was going to go, it's the same thing. Like if you yeah. add to the FSG board, they're new investors, you know, or you can take it as a new investor means that, oh, we're gone and these are new people. You can take that whatever way you really want. The big thing in it for me is if the um, Morgan Stanley Goldman Sachs thing is true, like you said, um, they're not coming in here to, they're not coming in here as a vanity project where they say, oh, um, FSG, say to them, listen, there's 20 million quid, go and tell us how much we're worth. They know how much they're worth. Yeah. Right? So if they're involved, right, now, and we're going off, we're going off media reports and stuff like that, but if, if, if it's true, and I'm presuming it is, let's give some credit or credence to what's being said. They're coming in and what they're being told is, in my opinion, is we want to value this club I'm, I'm with the idea of this is the value and where can we go from here, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, something, it might, it, might end, it might end up where this club is sold. I don't know how long it would take, you know, but my feeling on it is, is that if the word is coming out now and that statement that you can argue either way on FSG, if that statement has any any kind of credence to it, along with the fact that two of the biggest financial institutions in the world are becoming involved in this, 
you know, you would have to think, and loads have said it, but and I kind of agree that if we're finding out about this now, the chances are they haven't rang Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley yesterday morning and said, and the can you do this? Right? Yeah. They've obviously been doing it for a little while, so maybe further down the road. That doesn't mean the Liverpool yeah. Football Club will change owners in the next month, two months, three months, six months. You know, Chelsea had to happen really quickly because, you know... The, the yeah, British the government, government wants that money. You know what I mean on a timeline. Yeah. So, I there's a lot there's a lot to unpack about it, but I think the biggest thing in it for me is if those two financial institutions aren't involved, um, I would suggest they've been involved for a period of time, and <clears throat> if they are involved for a period of time, they're probably currently at the rate where they're able to turn around and say you're worth this, and we've put it out there. And here's what's coming back with regards to who's interested. Um, getting on to it, though, you know, if Liverpool Football Club are for sale, without officially saying they're for sale, they're, the feeder's out, the, the mm. you know, the, the presentation deck is being made and the, those financial institutions are, are involved in, in um, acting probably on Liverpool's behalf or, or Family Sports Group's behalf. This is where it gets difficult, Kev. For me, this is where it gets difficult because I've said it for a while. If if FSG feel that that's where their, their pinnacle is, and listen, they're going to make a shitload of money out of Liverpool Football Club, right? Yeah. But having said that, that's what business is about, and Liverpool Football yeah. Club is a business. They've taken it. They've seen an opportunity 10 years ago. They've walked the bollocks off to get where they are. And if that's the, the value of the club, the value of the club is reflected by how much they've put back in and how yeah. good they've been at doing it. You can argue over, did they put enough in? Did they do this, did they do that? But that's that's beside the point now if this club's going yeah. to be sold. They're going to get probably what they feel they're entitled to. All right? Well, it's not just them either. It's uh, If someone's going to be coming in, are they going to, they're going to have to buy out Redbird as well. They're going to have to pay off any other shareholders at the same well, price if, as what well, FSG if, are if, going to be agreed to. So If, if they're um, going for a complete ownership. But the thing is, like, if they're going for complete ownership of Liverpool, I don't think they have to pay off Redboard. Redboard own ten percent of of Fenway Sports Group. Of Fenway Sports Group. Is so, LeBron? Does LeBron? Is LeBron he only the owns, same? He only then? owns two percent. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, look, but it's look, of FSG, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not but but the thing is, like, Liverpool. what's going to happen here is, is that if Fenway Sports Group want to sell this, okay, mm. they will sell it. It won't yeah. matter oh, what yeah. Redboard want to do. Redboard own ten percent. He wouldn't have to vote. Yeah, that was my fault. We're in the we're in the the makeup of the of the board yeah, of fault. FSG to to stop it. You know the sort yeah. of way. And and I don't think I don't think it's going to be a partial sale. I, I can't really see it unless they think they have protection down the road and over finances, and they can say, look, we we want four hundred million for fifteen percent, and we're going to inject half of that into. On half of that into already what we have, and that'll be a rebuild for the club to keep us at that level until financial protection comes. But I, I, don't, I don't see I don't, it. I don't. I don't see it either. But the the worry for me is is that the, my main worry is now is who ends up getting hold of Liverpool Football Club, and yeah. you know we can talk about you know I, I've seen loads of stuff about. You know, oh, um, why are we all, like, I've seen people say, and, and they've commented in their comments after shows and saying, why are we all kind of up on this um, human rights things and, and sports washing stuff? And if you look at who Liverpool are sponsored by, I'm not kind of going, well, hold on. what That's not really what's being said. What's being said is, is that if Liverpool are taken over by a sovereign country, right, or a country, you know, 
you can go, you, you can look and go, well, hold on, we're actually owned by Saudi Arabia now, and there's massive yeah. issues there. But you know, you, people will argue, oh, what? Look what America do to the world. Well, hold on, it's not fucking Family Sports Group doing it to the world. It's just they're American. You know the sort of way. Yeah. It's completely two different things. But there still has to be, there has to be. I'm kind of holding out hope that if they are selling the club, first of all, they want all their money up front, which means that someone coming in is serious and they're not taking out loans in order to pay for Liverpool That's football. That's vital. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, is that if they do have, and you'd hope they have, a bit of respect and looking out for the future of Liverpool Football Club, even though they don't own her anymore, they will not land the supporters of this club with a group or an individual or a country that the support base just will not get behind because then it'll get really, really messy. And listen, you can talk all day about, oh, if we get this money, you know, people forget about that. We'd be spending this, spending that, spending that. You'd be just cheating. That's what you'd be doing. And it's, it's, it is it is a decision you have to make. But where it, It's do, more where, than that for me. It's, but, but where do you see it going? Go on. It's more than that for me, bearing in mind, Newcastle was easy because the fans were just desperate to get Ashley out. And they would have taken, they'd have done a deal with Lucifer to get him out. They, didn't, they didn't, couldn't give a shit. And I've seen Newcastle fans doing verbal gymnastics to justify everything and anything at the minute. And good people that I just never expected to see doing what they're doing to justify the fact that they're owned by uh, PIF. Man City the same. They were an easy target to be to be bought up. They were a mid-table club, given a stadium for nothing. And the, the only way it was up, they were the second team in Manchester and they'd have, done any, they'd have got behind anything. That was another one. The difference with Liverpool is the history of the city. And I mean, we loved, I love the club, you do. You know, you go over there a hell of a lot more than I do. It's not our name above the door. We don't have to, we don't live there. To me, the people who live in the city are the ones you need to that need to be listened to because it is their name over the door. It is their city. It is if this ends up in the wrong hands, it's their city's name that's going to be dragged up left, right, and center with everything and anything, every story going, especially given the history of the city. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's it, that can't be taken for granted. Plus the fact that Liverpool has a tradition of they're awkward fuckers. <laughs> they're jammy awkward fuckers who won't be talked down to and who will stand up for themselves and who will fight tooth and nail to get what they believe they deserve. And if you're coming in as an owner, you have to have them on their side. How would you? I mean, people. Look at Anfield, look at Liverpool. It's not just the club, it's the atmosphere, it's the fans. How would a new owner who wasn't appreciated by the fans, by the base of the city, feel taking over a club? How would that look if Anfield is silent? If the flags aren't waved? 
if people boycott, they would. If people boycott, but Chris Golan says it there. He says he's amazed that this is even a discussion because a club and city that has boycotted that newspaper for nearly yeah. forty years, right? Well, it's yeah, 30, 30 plus anyway. Um, if wrong owners, if the wrong owners are in, a sizable amount of fans will walk. And are we? But you see, are we in this? You know, you hear it all the time, right? You know, and we've all, we've often heard of well, you're not a fan anymore, you're a customer, right? And yeah. You hear that you hear that all the time, right? And the the argument will be, well, if you don't go, someone else will go. You know, the the list of people that want to go to Anfield every week is the and they just want people in the door, you know, the sort of way. And maybe new owners come in and 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 say that. You know what I mean? They go, listen, we just we get people in the door regardless. But it's it's more than that, isn't it? Because like <laughs> like Kev, I'm being honest with you. Like Billy O'Flynn says there's no competing against oil rich clubs. I I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with right. you. In the current circumstances, I agree yeah. with you. Because MC said... You saw the figures of release. Yeah, well, that's what MC said. He said, look, yeah. Man City's figures have come out and to say the least are interesting. Listen, if you believe that Manchester City are genuinely earning more revenue than Liverpool Football Club and Manchester United Football, exactly. Football Club, you are fucking off your rocker, right? You are off your rocker if you think they're genuinely making more money than them, right? So... That, but that's another thing. You, you can't compete yeah. against them. But, Kev, I struggle. I struggle to see, even if um, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, FSG, whoever, go out and look for owners for this football club. I struggle to see where we get an ownership that isn't FSG, Mark II, okay, who come in and say, we own this club. Isn't it great? They use it as part of their, under their umbrella to forward themselves. And we stick to something similar to what we're at. Um, Middle East money, which is going to cause all sorts of fucking problems, right? And that means yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Qatar, Bahrain, fucking um, Kuwait, Dubai, Kuwait, wherever it, it might be, right? That's going to cause huge issues. And I just don't see a massively um, rich individual coming along and saying, I'm going to buy this club. And I'm going to never make money on it because you won't. No. I just, I, I struggle to see where the right fit is. And look, a lot of people out there would say, "Well, look, if you can't beat them, join them." I, I'm not, I'm not one of those. But that will gather pace. The more you see clubs that are literally doing what they like, and you can't yeah. keep up with them. No, that's this is where the the root of all of this is. FSG. Have looked at what they can physically do. They obviously know what needs to be spent, and they know the valuation of the players that they're targeting, and they know how much of a return down the line that there is for the for the for these players. We've made eighty three million euro off the Champions League this year, so far. That gets swallowed up in January in a heartbeat. That's nothing, you know, and that's just standing still money, you know. So. It's, it's going to be two or three times that. We physically don't make enough money to be able to do the spend that we need to do just to keep up. And there's not many owners that can do it. You know, Even City. City are having to manufacture deals now. You know, the, you, you scratch the surface on a lot of their commercial deals. 
and they don't look. They just don't. They don't pass a sniff test. Let's put it that way. It's the easiest way yeah. to look at it. Because Ola Conley, Ola Conley says, and Ola Conley is, is, is completely FSG out, right? Yeah. And he says the moral high ground that some fans get on regards to FSG being better owners than Man City. Seriously, it's cringy. Um, is it? Oh. Well, what I'd say to you there is right. Is that Man? It it depends what you think is a good owner, right? Mm. It depends what you think is a good owner. If you think. What Manchester City do is good ownership of a club. That's fine. If you think what FSG do is good ownership of a club, that's fine. But I can tell you that one club are making a shitload of money and investing it back into their club and making it where you can see it. And one club is pretending to make all this money. I'm not not saying City don't make no money. But to be conveniently showing that they're spending whatever amount and, and throwing things like, oh, they made a profit on transfers this season. What about all the other ones? Mm. Right? And conveniently just coming in just above what other clubs are earning. Come on. Listen, y- y- we can argue all day who's a good owner and who's a bad owner. But let's be honest about it. We're having this discussion over Fenway Sports Group, right? Because, yeah, you might feel that putting everything we earn back in isn't enough and they should be putting some of their own money in to boost the club and maybe boost the value even more. Okay, you can do that. You can have their argument, but we're only having this argument over them because of what others are doing. And it's not like, listen, if Manchester City turned up with an owner, right, very much like Fenway Sports Group, and they were pumping that money back in, and they were going, "Geez, they're brilliant on the pitch, and they're making much better signings than us because they're cleverer than us." You kind of turn and go, "Well, Fenway, why can't you do that? Because you're both the same, and why can't you do what they're doing?" And we've been looked upon. Um, people have been you know, jealous of us, envious of, of what Liverpool do over the last few years. Like, that's that's the truth. Everyone looks and goes, they're so well run, they make a lot of money, they pump it back in, look where they are, they're competing. But the argument of good owner or bad owner is not even, it's not even a, 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 an even playing field when you, when, you, when you compare them to what else is yeah. going on. Like, you could, this- you, could, you could absolutely compare them to Arsenal. Arsenal earn a load of money, put it back in. Cronky throws money in on top. But they're, they, they've they're gone down the route where they have to just gamble now because they're too far out of the Champions League where they have to throw a load of money in. Now, if they get into the Champions League and they make it, you'll probably see them starting to roll back a little bit to try to get their money back. The Cronky yeah. might try to get the, his money back off this. The, the, but but you can't come... If, you, if you're sitting here today and you're saying to me, FSG are bad owners because Man City. Like, the, the, no point. Just... Listen, Arsenal have done... Arsenal, all Arsenal have done is copy and paste what we did. They've bought good, really good quality young players at a price range of between 25 and 40 million pounds at the right age in the hope that they'll grow together. And in the next three, four or five years, they won't have to put anywhere near the kind of level of money that they've put in. They might need to, they might sell one or two, as they go. But the core of, this, of that Arsenal squad will stay together. And that that's all they've done. They've, they've literally punted the whole thing on, this, on that model. It's exactly what we did. And our biggest failing was not rejuvenating the squad early enough. That's, all, that's we, the only thing we, they've done wrong. We, if we made clever decisions in the last eight, eight months with regards to yeah. midfield in particular, we're not having this conversation today. 
because we. Oh be, no, I think we're still having the conversation. We might be having the conversation but because FSG of, have decided, but, we're, but we're not. But we're not having the conversation that has preempted what's happened yesterday. No, no, we're not. No we're way. simply not. Like, <laughs> like Ola Conley says, um, we are fans, but accountants, FSG are billionaires. Secondly, they chose not to spend. Right, um, our wage bill is fifty-two percent of turnover. The new rules of FFP. Um, listen, I'm not an accountant. All I do know is that when the accounts for Liverpool come out, we make fuck all money because it all goes back in. There's never 150 million sitting there going, um, we made 600 and it only cost us 350 to, or 450 to run this club. There's 150 million um, surplus here. It doesn't happen. No. It just doesn't our, happen. I think our wage bill has increased by over 100% in their tenure. Our wage bill is the third or fourth highest in the league. You know, um, the squad value is third or fourth highest in the league. The only crime that they're guilty of is not being ruthless enough with two or three players at certain times over the last 18 months, two years. They've pretty, and you were right in what you said about 20 minutes ago. You said, we can't afford to make a mistake. City went and bought Calvin Phillips to put on the bench at 46 million pounds. They went and bought Nathan Ake for £45 million as a fourth-choice backup who can back up at left-back. We don't have that luxury. because the And the accounts are there for anyone who can be bothered to read. You're not an accountant. All you have to do is read the Swiss Rambo. You can see where the money goes. You can also see that they don't take out big dividends every year like the Glazers do to pay themselves. Mm. They didn't buy us with debt. And they haven't leveraged debt onto us for other ventures that they've gone on to to do. So the only thing I think that we owe money on now is the stadium rebuild, which they took the loan out, lent it to the club at zero percent, basically zero percent interest. Yeah, it's, they're always zero percent loans, but exactly, only, exactly. Only, so if you if you if you have it's eighty million quid or something for the Anfield Road, yeah, but inflation usually throws that up or down, right? Well, never down. You're always going to pay back what you owe. But yeah, it could yeah. end up being 81 million or 82 million. It's only inflation um, that will, will, will cause anything to go on there because a 0% interest, a 0% interest rate, if inflation goes up, you will you will pay a little bit more on it. That's yeah, yeah, my yeah. understanding. You know what I mean? Yeah. John doesn't buy the wage bill holding us back because our revenue has also increased. Yeah, but... Look, it's matched. John, the the wage bill has matched. I listen. I'm not, the, I don't really want to get into it. Is no. But what I'm saying is, go back and look at the accounts of Liverpool Football Club. And this is the model. It's not. I'm not telling you it's right, and I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm just telling you that that's the model they're under. And this is coming out now because they're probably looking going. Air model is excellent in, in an even playing field. It's absolutely excellent. But we're looking at it now, and we're saying to ourselves, is it an even playing field? No. Is it going to change? No. Is this club going to get any more valuable because we're a business and we want to make money? No. So that's where they're probably looking at it. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah, the, the, that's it. It's, it's not that they've made a complete fuck up, right? It's just they're looking at the 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 business world out there, or the football landscape out there and going, nothing's going to change here. It's only going to actually get harder and harder for us under this model, okay? And listen, you could argue that they should break away from the model a little bit and go, listen, you just have to put an extra 50 to 75 million on the table every summer because that's just the way it is to keep up with what you are. And maybe the value goes creeps up a little bit more and maybe you cover some of that by the end. You could argue that. But they're probably looking long term and saying, this isn't but, going to work. But that's that's the thing. You can say you can put 50 to 75 million a summer in. Where are you getting it from? 
Who are you taking off of to give it to Liverpool? Because you're taking it from somewhere. And it's somewhere within their their network of, of franchises. So you're taking it off the Red Sox to give it to Liverpool. Are you taking it off Pittsburgh to give it to Liverpool? All for Liverpool to stand still. Ultimately, when the value of the club won't increase by enough to recoup the money, mm. this is why they've turned their hand up and said, look, FFP has screwed us. Europe, the UEFA are doing nothing. And we just can't do it anymore. It, it's not worth... They can't maximise. They can't go anymore. So they put the club up for sale. Now you're looking around. Are you going to get a consortium similar to FF or to FSG, but with deeper pockets? They're out there. There's plenty of American sports investors with deeper po- with deeper pockets than FSG. Yeah, but, the, but, but the thing is, like, but are they going to come in and say, okay, we want to buy Liverpool? We can but, put but this they, up, they, and they, we're going to put a debt on the club. Then, if they give you know? if they give four billion quid for Liverpool, four point four billion pounds, I think is the, is the yeah. re- recommended retail price is the economy, right? <laughs> um, but if they give that money and they're an FSG mark too with deeper pockets, right? You're guaranteed that. Listen. They won't. No one's making money off Liverpool Football Club by buying at this amount. They're just simply no, not. Not a hope. Okay. So if you get somebody in that's an American investment group, right, and they come in and they say we have eighty million a year on top of what you're doing for the next five years to invest in this club, you can bet your bottom fucking dollar, right, that they'll put the eighty million in, they'll get all their income, we'll go back into the club as normal, they'll throw eighty million on top for four or five years, but come the end of it, they're gonna want the back. Yeah. They're going to want the back because, let me be honest with you, if FSG for the last four years put in 50 million quid, okay, extra on top of what we're earning, at the end of this, they will be looking for 200 million quid from somewhere. Yeah. Now, if that means that you have to asset strip something in the club, like I'm selling them three players and they're going to make us 200 million and I'm selling the fucking club then, but I'm making me 200 million back off what I got. That, they're businessmen. That's how it works. So, it's like, why you have a house, why the hell do you put a conservatory on it? It's not like we get sun. You put it on to, to add value to the house. It's no different. Well, it look, is no we, different. Ha- we, we have to get we have to get away from this, but I'll ask you yeah, this, right? But, and, and look, there'll be loads more shows on this, I'm, I'm sure, oh, yeah. and there'll be loads more fucking things that come out of the woodwork and, and we go from there. But, one, do you think they're for sale in the background? And two, if they are for sale, what's the odds of us getting a new owner, right? That the fan base can get behind, right? And we're not cheating. Because I think it's nigh on impossible. Yeah. I I think we're for sale 100%. Uh, definitely, we're definitely for sale. There is no doubt in my mind about that now. Uh, I think it can happen quick. The Chelsea deal proved that this can be done if all parties are agreed and want it to happen, especially in the current market crisis, market situation where interest rates around the world are going up. So the cost of borrowing is going up day on day. So it's going to, I think this can move a lot quicker than what people think. Um, are we going to be happy with the end of it? No one is ever going to be absolutely happy with anything. I don't believe that we get sold to a sovereign wealth fund. I've seen Norway banded about uh, as, uh, you know, they love us in Norway. Nah. Nor- the Norwegian Investment Fund is probably the third largest invest- public investment fund in the world. They do not invest in sports for a specific reason. They want guaranteed returns for their population. 
So I didn't want to happen. Then you're talking India, China, Middle East, America. That's your playing field. No one in Europe can raise this kind of capital. Um, we'll have to see. It's it's literally going to be a case of see who the preferred bidders are, bidders are when they come out. Then you'll start digging into it, and then it's up to each individual to make make up their own mind. You know, there's no point in speculating because over the next week or two, there's going to be dozens of people who are going to want their name associated with being interested in Liverpool, mm. purely for an egotistical point of view and and that. But in when it comes time, the names of the preferred bidders will be known, and then we can have serious discussions about what we think after that. Until then, there's no point. Because we're just all you're doing is just create throwing names and what ifs and what aboutery at something when all it does is inflame tensions and it pisses people off. We've got two games to go until the World Cup, so let's just get these two games out of the way. Let these guess, let's get these two games won. It's more most important. You know, the most important thing is get these two games won. Then we can look at who the, who's going to be the owners. Is Jurgen Klopp willing to work with these type of people? Are new potential players in January going to be standoffish if Jurgen Klopp isn't at the club because he doesn't like the owners? These are all kinds of conversations we're going to have to have down the line. How much of a draw is Jurgen Klopp to players coming into the club? Huge. You know, these are all things down the line that we're going to have to discuss. But until we know who, there's no, there's no point in, in, in guessing because the whataboutery and the shit that you see online, it's not helping anyone. It, it just boils people's blood, and yeah, it looks good on Facebook and you get or on Twitter, and people get riled and all that. But ultimately, it's not good for health. I think, <clears throat> I think this is going to get if they sell. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, but I think. As I said at the start of the show, I think the biggest thing for me is the fact that um, those financial institutions are rumored to be involved, and if they're involved, listen, this isn't this isn't a ten percent job. This is, you know, and it's not a vanity yeah, project for anything. It's, it's that they're all in for me, right? Um, I've seen Dubois mentioned. I've seen Qatar, Bahrain, um, so Bahrain, Bahrain. Um, you know, I've seen loads of stuff mentioned there, but. I don't know what way it's going to go, but I can tell you something now. I would, I would harbour a guess that when this comes down to a new owner, I think it's going to get extremely messy when it goes. If a new owner, I I just think the the scope to bring in a new owner of Liverpool Football Club and have them. It, it, in a way where the, the Liverpool fan base can get behind it, right? I think it's very small, and I think yeah. it could get very, very nasty if the wrong decision is made. And I think it might be a decision that ends up being nearly like for the fan base and what we are trying to do. What, what you're trying to, if you're trying to sell a club and you're thinking about the fan base, I think it's going to be a case of pick the best of the worst here. You know yeah. what I mean? But well, here's the thing. If they get it right, if the if the if we get an owner who comes in 
that everyone can unite behind. Klopp can unite behind and he's backed. That's the dream. If we can get anywhere close to that, then it's game on. Because he's already shown what he can do with the squad that we had that were look, we built an excellent squad for years under FSG. We did. You know, we had some of the greatest nights, some of the best football we've seen in years, in decades. But if his hands aren't if he's going into a fight in a season with not just one hand tied behind his back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But, you know, with both hands out and say, yeah, come on, bring it. Um, it could be unreal. It really could. It, it, could, it can but, go both ways. I see what you're saying. It, but, but, yeah. but you've just mentioned it. It can there. go the other way 100%. Yeah. I, think, well. I think it will go the other way. I think it's going to get very, <laughs> very fucking messy. I think it's going to get yeah. very messy. But look, um, we, we, we get off, and I'm sure, listen, um, like, look, we'll be definitely coming back to it in the days, oh, weeks, God, months yeah. ahead. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's definitely on to be. But um, I enjoyed that. Me and you having a chat about it. The people mm. in the chat have been excellent as well, Jonah. Listen, yeah. if you're watching, always like, if you're watching and you like the show and you want to keep up to date with us, you can hit the like button. It helps us an awful lot. Um, it really does. So if you hit the like button, it's one click, give a thumbs up, really helps us. If you're watching and you haven't subscribed, please do so. Um, we do shows most days of the week, and if you hit the bell icon, of course you can. Um, you'll know every time we go live and stuff like that. Um, we are going to be having. Um, we are going to be having shows next week, but of course the football stops now for the World Cup, which then starts about a week after. It's, is it a week? A week or so? It's, before? Yeah, it's next. 19th of November, next, Sunday, Sunday week. Yeah, it's late next week. It's late next week. But look, we're going to have shows next week. Um, just to let you know, during the World Cup, we are going to have shows. We're going to have World Cup quizzes, drafts. We're going to do some watch-alongs on YouTube for the World Cup because people have asked us to. We're going to do as much as we can throughout. So giving us a like and um, thumbs up, subscribing, it really, really helps us. Two other things before I move on because we want to do 15 minutes on this game that we're playing tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, nearly forgot about it. But yeah. listen, um, you have about a week or so until... Um, the offer from WeAreLiverpool.ie runs out, which means if you buy one thing on their website, you get an entrance into a bundle pack from them. If you want that one thing to be one of our beanies, go ahead and do that. The link is in the description under the link tree, uh, link. And if you buy one of our beanies, you will be entered into that. If you buy three beanies, you'll be entered in three times. Um, the 5k for Lydia, um, is flying. We're up near, f- uh, I think Chris called her Linda last night. I don't know, I, you know, didn't have the heart to tell him he was wrong, but, uh, Lydia. Um, it's nearly at four grand, I think. So we're not far off. Our target now is about six thousand two hundred pounds because he underestimated the cost of what our treatment. But we're going to stick with it to get to the six thousand two hundred. All right. Um, yeah, that's that's about it on all the different bits and pieces. But as I said, your support is very very much appreciated. And if you can um, help us out, please like, subscribe, bell icon on, and we're going to do as much as we can for the World Cup. We're going to do random stuff. We're going to do you know as much mad stuff as we can think of plus some watch alongs and if any Liverpool news of course comes in we'll be discussing that as well um, 
400 watching 129 <laughs> likes so hit it on your way hit it now on your way out um derby county tomorrow night league cup mm. second last game oh by the way sorry um we will probably have i'm hoping to have an extra four or five videos next week um video blogs slash interview stuff from liverpool um that i'm putting together hopefully early next week so i'll put them out as quick as we possibly can um some really interesting guests from content creators in liverpool that will be coming next week um so hopefully what are you laughing at you just keep laughing no, madness madness was there i thought kev couldn't remember names i fucking hopeless at names just ask Kev. oh Kev yeah no he doesn't even know the names of the teams in the world cup um but look we're playing derby tomorrow um second last game before we finish up as i said um, Derby had a draw in the FA Cup of the weekend or 7th yeah. or 8th in the league one at the minute they want to get out of that division I don't know what way they're going to take this game tomorrow but what way do you see us approaching it because it's the fourth chance really this season where we can throw a load of fellas at, at a match and go listen whatever happens happens because we've been all over the place with players available and stuff so what way do we approach this tomorrow I think look I think everyone who's normally on the bench plays um There'll be one or two youngsters who get into the starting eleven, but I don't know about you. I love the League Cup. Yeah, I'm a fan. I don't. I, I, I don't care. It to the FA Cup. Yeah, I don't care if we win it. We won it last year. We're the, we're you know defending champions in the League Cup. I don't care if we win it. I love it because we get to see players that we don't ordinarily see. We get to see the players who were on preseason, who did a really good job, and they disappear. And then they bring them all out of the woodwork for this for a couple of weeks. And they go, oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he's all right. And then they go out and loan. And sometimes they come back and sometimes, you know, they just get sold. But I love that. And I go into each tie in the League Cup thinking, okay, I just want to see someone. Someone do something that makes me go stand up on the edge of a seat and go, yeah. You know, I just want to get excited over someone. And... One of the guys I've got starting in my team tonight, I hope he has a cracker. But it's Derby County are in League One purely because of administration. Yeah, they'll and bring pure, they'll bring a huge you know, crowd with them tomorrow to Anfield. They will. This is huge for them. You know, the fact that it isn't on TV is a shame because they could have done with the money. You know, they could have done with the TV money. This is a big a big payday for for Derby County, and they need it hundred percent. But they're not a League One club, you know. They're they were in the Premier League for a long for a good while, but they are a good solid Championship club with with a couple of players that we we know, you know, that used to be in the Premier League not long ago in one or two of their cases. So I think you know I think we'll win. I think it'll be I don't think it'll be a difficult difficult night, but it'll be a good stiff test for a lot of these players, especially some of the younger kids who come in who aren't used to playing senior football because you saw it, you see sometimes where the under 21s play in the, um, the Johnson's Payne trophy. I think it used to be called years ago. I don't know what it's called now, but they play in a group stage in that against league one and league two sides that with their senior players. And they might look good in the under 19 European cup against Napoli and things like that. Yeah. But more often than not to get beaten in those competitions then. But when yeah, when they go into play against senior players from League One and Two, you know that's big boy stuff, and you're you're playing against seniors, and it's not football by numbers. It's it's a different game, and this is where the League Cup has a brilliant role to play in players' development. And 
win, lose, or draw, you just hope to see a few performances. Derby, look, they're two draws in their last two games. This is their third away game in a row. They'd um, draw against Morecambe, draw against Torquay, and their last win was at home to Bristol Rovers 4-2. So their manager used to be at Rotherham, and apparently he had Rotherham playing really good stuff. Do you remember Michael O'Bene? Yeah. He was playing at Rotherham for a while. He got he was playing really good stuff for them and got a call up to the Ireland squad on the strength of it. And he's gone from strength to strength. So he's he's a guy he's a manager who likes to play on the counter. He'll play like five at the back, but he'll try to play it quick when he can. He they're aside they don't mind not having the ball. They'll play like they I think they played against Turkey and had some like forty two percent possession. <clears throat> so they won't be opposed to not having the ball. But at the same time, you'll have to work to break them down. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you're playing against. If you're playing against a back five and you're an 11 who doesn't normally play together, breaking that back five down can take time. Mm. That's where hopefully you know the crowd will have to stick with them and be patient. And But I think we'll get there in the end. Yeah. I'm going to get your team in a minute. Chris Brax says, since yeah. the 1990s, four players have played for Derby and LFC. Can you name them, Gav? Um, Harry Wilson. Mark Roy, Dean Saunders. There's one of that there somewhere. Derby County. It's going to be someone that was at Liverpool and went to Derby. I can't remember another signing that we took off Derby County. Um, trying to think now. Someone was at Liverpool, maybe on loan, went to the thing. Oh, hold on. Mark Cavanagh's got it. Andre Wisdom. Yeah, the end of, well, I done. wouldn't have got Andre Wisdom. I would have forgot about him. But there you go. I got Saunders and yeah. the other two fellas. Um, let me see. Give me a team for tomorrow. Go on. Give me a team. Um, okay. Callagher and Go. Ramsey, Phillips, Joe Gomez, Costas. Okay. Henderson and Stefan Batajic. Patrick. As your two, as your two holding mids, mm-hmm. Ox Carvalho in the ten, and Jones on the left mm-hmm. with Ben Doak up front. Oh, okay. Um, people are mentioning Keg. Oh well, Owen Box mentioned Keg injured. Jordan. I, injured, I think yeah. he might still be. Um, oh, Jordan Noib. Yeah, Jordan Noib. That's another one. So you're wrong, Chris. There's more than four. Um, <laughs> there you go. Jordan I did play for Derby County. Great shout mm. by Super Dizzle. Um, team, now, have the 23s played in the last couple of days? I think the under-21s played at the weekend. Nat Phillips. Uh, oh, okay. So they, it's only the weekend they played. It's only they yeah. played last night or anything like that. Okay. No, no, no. They played at the weekend. Uh, okay. Nat, Phillips, Nat Phillips played 45. And I think... One other played 45 as well. It might have been um, the guy Jonathan is mad on, Bobby Clark. Okay. Played 45, so he might be involved off the bench maybe. Well, Chris has Kelleher, Ramsey, Phillips, Gomez, Simicas, Henderson, Bacetich, uh Chamberlain, Carvalho, Jones, Salah. Um, I don't think Doak starts, but I'd love to see him on the bench. Um, I'd love to see him on the bench. I think he's been the standout. Um, for yeah, anything of, of, of that UEFA... You know, under 19s league, whatever like they call it. Um, any kind of clips I've seen, he's being the standout. Um, and, and Clark, in fairness. And you know what? Um, 
Uh, do you have a game tomorrow, Gav, against Dynamo Zagreb? The under-21s do, yeah, in okay. the European League. So okay. whoever's not involved in that yeah. will be involved. I think you're going to see, uh, you might see one or two, but I think there's enough around the squad to, to put out here, right? So Kelleher, definitely. Ramsey, definitely. Gomez, Phillips, I think is fair. Simakas. I think... I think you'll see, yeah, I think Henderson batched his Chamberlain in his tree. I don't okay. think he's going to go four two three one. I think he's going to go back to that tree where you'll have Henderson deep batched and uh, Chamberlain on either side. Carvalho. You see, yeah, I'd put Carvalho right. I think you might see Jones as a good shout because he'd come on a little bit. It's the up front one. This is why I said Ben Doug. Yeah, I would, I'd rather start him and give him an hour. And say, okay, Mo, you come in and finish it off. Mm. Or Bobby, you come in and finish it off, whatever. I think you'll play right. Firmino. I would have. I know, but I would have if he wasn't so leggy in that Spurs game. And mm. he he did look tired. And he wasn't the only one. There was a few that looked, looked really leggy in that. Mm. I would have said Bobby if it wasn't for that performance. Plus the fact that it would do him good to get that disappointment of not making the Brazilian squad out of his system. Yeah, I, but I, but I, I, th- I think. If but he's play- played an awful lot of football. He's played a lot. <clears throat> yeah, I think if you, I, I think if you play Firmino though, you could still put the likes of a Nunes and Salah on the bench because Nunes want going to want to keep up a rhythm here. He's going to walk up, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Salah's not going to walk up, so he's going to want to play games. But we still have to look at Southampton at the weekend because yeah. that's a massive game. Like it's a huge oh, it's game huge. to go and win. Every that's game, isn't it? Yeah, but you have to be going into this break where you're going. Right, we got two wins out of the last two. All right, we've yeah. kind of got the other things out of our system, but we're, we'll be in a stronger position at five o'clock on Saturday with a win, regardless. I think because of the fixtures yeah. around us and stuff like that. Um, but I think there's. A, I think that's a strong enough side that'll win it. But I think you can have enough on the bench. You might see Clark, you might see Doak, you might. But like I said, if they're playing Dining Wells like Reb tomorrow, you'll have to look at um, what time is that on at A and B, who's in that squad. You yeah. know, the sort of way. Um, I've seen a few shouts in the chat for uh, Kwanzaa to come in. You know, that he might get a shout. I think Nat Phillips is in the shop window, in truth. Hmm. If we. Whether no matter what happens with FSG, we have to do business this this winter window, this January window. We have to sell players to make room in the squad to bring anyone in. Mm. Doesn't matter who it is. So if we can get any kind of an offer, a buyer for a Nat Phillips, you have to show that he can play. Yeah. You know, and that he's capable of playing. And even if it's a loan, whatever, it doesn't matter. You've got to show that he's match fit and, and available. And he's he is. You know, so he'll be for he. That's he. Sh- that's what he's kept around for. He's fifth choice. I, I think. He, I think he should be involved. You might see a couple of youngsters in, around, but when you look at the opportunity there tomorrow for the likes of putting Gomez back in after a bit of a rocky period, Simakasa left back. You look at Ramsey coming in; it's a great chance for him. Batch Titch has been around the squad all season. You get him in Henderson. Yeah, he's he hasn't he hasn't been great for yeah. me, but he, he quite. But it would have been Henderson or Milner, but yeah, but then Milner, but then obviously the Chamberlain's come on the odd time, you know. So you see him, um, yeah. and it's a chance to give players in the squad a game, but keep rhythm going for other players, i.e. the likes of maybe a Nunes, even a Salah for a half an hour going into the yeah. weekend, wherever it might be. So it's still a bit of a balancing act, you know. Don't get me wrong; I think if this was the last game before the World Cup, 
I nearly sure you'd see Nunes play because yeah, yeah. he'd want to, you know. So it's a bit of a balancing act. But I think when you look at where we've had to chop and change a lot this season and players have kind of come in and it hasn't happened for them or they've been unfortunate, this is a chance really to go, listen, you go out and play that game tomorrow night. Um, yeah. and kind of get a few actually, out of Bar- Barry's made a good shout there Sadio got injured tonight for Bayern Munich the yeah. Bundesliga have got their last lot of league fixtures they've shoved the midweek league fixtures mm. in this week and he got injured tonight he went off after about 20 odd minutes yeah. I don't expect anyone who's going to the World Cup to be involved tomorrow night I don't know I, I, I just don't I think they 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 wouldn't they'd push a player through well, well, maybe Southampton that's tomorrow night no because problem, they, 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 they play against night. Southampton, yeah, so they probably won't yeah, risk it. Southampton, twice. 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I'm okay with anyone that comes out yeah. really tomorrow. I, I also don't think Ox could do 90 minutes. So you have to plan anyone who does start. Say, okay, well, Chamberlain hasn't played. He hasn't started the game in Young, so he'll yeah. have to. But that's where the That's why you can have a, a, a Milner on the bench to come. Yeah. Mm. You know, so, or even Bobby Clark could come into midfield. If yeah. need be, he's, yeah, he looks no, a decent prospect. I, I think so. you will see, and I think it's five subs tomorrow night as well. So yeah, there's is, no extra time. Someone said it goes straight to penalty. No, it's straight to penalty. It happens like that. So, um, yeah. give me a, give me a, give me a prediction before we go. Uh, three nil. Three nil. Three nil. Scores. Um, I hope Doug starts, and I think if he does start, I think he'll score one. I think Carvalho will score one, and I think Curtis Jones will score one. Okay. Um, five nil Liverpool. <laughs> I hope so, man. Um, five nil Liverpool. I think. I think Simakas gets one. I think Ramsey gets one. I think Oxley Chamberlain gets one. I think Carvalho gets one. And go on, I give one to Doug because I think it'd be go great. Go on, good man yourself. Yeah, why not? Why not? Well, I got a lot of my family are going over for this. Uh, my sister, her husband, and three kids are going over for this. That's the other reason why I love this fixture is because it's the only fixture that they could get a, a family yeah. group of tickets, tickets together, say, yeah. together. So yeah. it's probably, and they go over every year for the third round if they can. Mm. So, you know, and it's great for the kids. The kids are buzzing to go over. Like, so mm. I just hope they get over, have a really good time for a few days and get to see a win and then be delighted with life when they come back. Okay. So I heard a lot of stories about that. Lazlo has 4 0. Ola Conley has 2 0. 3 1 says John. We don't keep clean sheets these days. Uh, Chris Brax has 3 0 with Jones. Carvalho Nunes scoring. Derek has 2 0. Megan has 2 0 with Jones and Elliot. 7 1 says Stubber Mac. Um, fair play. Uh, 6 0 says Red Steve. Gomez gets the fourth. 4 0. Ramsey, Carvalho, Elliot, and Gomez from Emma Cavanagh. We go 1 0 down, but win 4 1 says Own Book. Wow. Um, we win on penalties after two all draws. It's Tariq. Jesus, get more here. Should stop reading. Uh, 3 0, Ox, Bacetic, and Nunes from Tom Boland. That has been the midweek fix. Um, tomorrow we will have full time Reds after this game. Um, Kev, Chris, maybe Matt. Two yeah, of the three, we'll or three of the three, we're not sure yet. Um, but that will be happening. Friday, you will have your Premier League forecast. Saturday, we'll have. Yeah. Full-time Reds. Sunday, we'll have Fatback 4. And then back to Monday, and we'll see where we go from there. The, um, we might change it up a bit, but as I said, I'm hoping to bring four or five new videos to you, or extra videos to you, next week to um, break that kind of way for the World Cup. And during the World Cup, as I said, watch-alongs, quizzes, drafts, random chats. We're just going to have a bit of fun during the World Cup, if that's okay with everybody. Um, talk to you in a bit. Kev, enjoyable as ever. 
enjoyable as ever. Enjoyed yeah. that. It was good. It was good to be able to be to have a chat about the FSG stuff, and it was brilliant. The chat were flying loads of comments in. Mm-hmm. No one was falling out with each other. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, good stuff. As I said, that was the midweek fix. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.